Hi everyone, I'm Daryl. And I'm Linka. And this podcast is brought to you by Mora Apple. The home of the most flavoursome pre-ordered meals. Delivered right to your door. The Seasoning Podcast is a space where you can taste the delicious food and the stories of your favourite local cooks. Every episode will focus on what it takes to enjoy cooking as much as you do eat. Yeah, you were saying you had a week in Poland. Yes, yeah, so my friends and I, we were going to do a staycation, but we had this joke for a while about going to Poland because it's cheap. So when we looked at the prices, it was cheaper to go to Poland. So we were like, you know what, let's just go to Poland. So we went for the weekend. Talk me through, like, how do you go about looking for a deal or looking for a destination? Like, what's your go-to when you're thinking, I need to be outside of London right now? Does your mind go to destination first, price first? Like, what's your thought process for, like, looking for something? Probably price. Like, it depends what kind of trip I want as well. So if I want a long trip, I usually have an idea of, like, countries I want to go to. But if it's I want to just get out of London for a weekend, I'll go on Skyscanner and look what is the cheapest option. And the cheapest option was, like, Poland. We were like, oh, do you want to go there? I've heard it's racist and stuff. But part of me is like, do you know what? I want to go somewhere and make my own mind up. And it was, people were lovely. I was so pleasantly surprised, but I really enjoyed it. Nice. How did the preparation go? When you're going with more than one person, like, what person are you in this equation of, like, preparing to go somewhere? Do you sort out the flights? What's your, what's your go-to? I am that person. I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to, like, travel and food, because those are my things. And I think my friends are used to, like, they know those are my things, so they'll let me, whatever. So I was like, I want to get this flight, because we can go in the early in the morning, whatever, spend the day. Um, I want to stay here because it's cheaper and I'd rather spend more money here. And they don't really care. I literally looked for it all and they were like, yeah, we'll give you the money. That was it. I am kind of like, I like to be the organiser person. So tell me more about Poland. Like, how did you find it? I would say, do you know what? So people were like, oh, I want to go to Poland now after. But I feel like it's because of my friends. Like, I have lit friends, so I could go anywhere and it'll be a good time. So I wouldn't say it's the most amazing country I've ever been to, but it was nice. It was different. I don't think I ever would have gone there if it wasn't because I didn't see a cheap flight. But yeah, the people were really nice. We went to Auschwitz, which was a really cool experience. We did like vodka tasting, went around the town and stuff. I think we went there for three days and that was enough time to see it all, have fun kind of thing. And there was lots of Brits there. I don't really feel like I met many Polish people. There was a lot of British people. Do you get surprised when you see British people in another country? Yeah, I'm like, why are you here? Even though I'm British too, but I'm like, go away. <laughs> I want to meet the people. <laughs> It was just full of Brits. Every person would be like, oh, do you know where this is? And they'd speak and would be like, oh, you're British. You don't know. So you think all of your friends as a, as a whole, you shared the same experience? Because, you know, sometimes we can find a lit and then someone else might be like, hmm, it wasn't really slapping for me. Like, we all found it lit because, like, we, we booked, well, we're going to book our next trip now, like, on Tuesday when it's Sabbath Tuesday. So I feel like we were all like, let's go. My friend that didn't get to come was like, okay, I'm coming to the next one. So I feel like if we didn't find it, we wouldn't be booking another trip together. There's always one friend that would come after they've seen stories. They will yeah, come after yeah. they've seen after they've lived vicariously through your life. That's when they will come. <laughs> she was meant to, and then she didn't. So she's like, "No, I'm not missing out on the next." Yeah. one. nice. So how are you gonna do the? It's the Cyber Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you gonna approach this? What's your tactics? You know what, right? Because. When you want a cheap flight, Ryanair is like the cheapest place to go on a flight anyway. So it's like, I don't know if they do Sabbath Tuesday deals, but if they don't, the flight is cheap anyway. It's like £40 return. And I say I want to book it for Cyber Tuesday, but when I asked my manager, she hasn't approved my annual leave yet. And I don't know if she's going to approve it by Tuesday. 
I might not buy it on Cyber Tuesday, but the flight is cheap anyway. We'll see. Are you thinking this year or are you thinking January, early next year? Because I was looking at the same deals, right? I was looking at Skyscan. I was looking at Black Friday deals, Cyber next week as well. And I'm seeing deals that are a bit more pricey compared to next year. I'm seeing same destination, different price for like December versus next year. Are you looking to go around this time or are you going to hold off and just find the best deal available? Well, we want to go in January. So it's like in two months anyway. Probably we'll have to book it within the next few weeks before like, because when you get closer, then it's more expensive. And then the, the whole point, we're going to another random place because it's cheap. So if I leave it too long, it's not going to be worth it because I'm not going to spend £100 to go to a random place that I don't really care to go to, but I'm going for vibes. So what do you think, like, what's the formula for having a lit holiday do you think there needs to be an element of spontaneity like yeah. you were saying just now you don't know where like the destination might be do you think there needs to be a hint of i've never heard this destination before for it to be lit or do you think that's the um, thing? Do you think there's do you think there's a formula to it no i think it just depends on the type of people that you go with and like how you are as a person as well i'm very similar to a lot of my friends so we're on like the spontaneity but i'm also quite planned if you ask my friends, they'll say I'm a planner. I plan my life out in advance. Even though we went, I had plans. We had plans. We want to do this, we want to do that. But there's also room for spontaneity. So I think I like a mixture of both. But I think it's just also the people that are on doing random things as well, I guess. And so here we are again with another episode of the Seasoning Podcast. I'm your host, Dara, and I'm joined with the amazing Where Tea Next. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me nice to be here pleasure to have you today we're gonna get right into it i've got some icebreakers for you are you ready quick fire tell me the first thing on your mind food is the first thing on my mind because i feel gonna talk about food so that's like i'm trying not to overthink it because i'm an overthinker so like (laughs) sit sit tight sit got you cooking for one or cooking for two cooking for one cooking for two or cooking for ten cooking for two okay all right then why not ten What's going on? Uh, where are the people at? Huh? <laughs> we take, we're, we're hungry. It's because of the cooking element. If I'm cooking, cooking for 10 is a lot of people in one room. Like, I've got a lot of people to cook for. So I'm like, mm, I don't even really like... I like the hosting element. I don't like the cooking element. It's a lot of work in the kitchen. If all the food isn't finished, do you stick loads of it in containers and throw it in the freezer? As if, if there's leftovers? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big leftover girl. Like, I love a leftover. If there's leftover food, you can have it for lunch, you can have it for dinner, it's 100% in the freezer or the fridge because I'll probably eat it the next few days. It's so funny because now that I put food in the freezer and cook, it makes more sense now when we were younger and our parents used to say, take the food out of the freezer. Now we get it. Before yeah. we get it, but now we understand. So tell yeah. me, what seasoning do you use most in your cupboard right now? I'm going to say... Paprika because I get I don't actually cook very much, but if I have eggs, I like to put some paprika on my eggs. Add a little something special to it. But yeah, I like there's a whole seasoning tray, but because I don't cook, I couldn't really tell you. Okay, tantalize it. You have one meal to eat for the rest of your life. What are you choosing? That's so hard. One meal, okay. I really, really like. I really like fish tacos. That's what's coming to my head. So I would say fish tacos, but I like a whole Mexican piece. I've got like fish tacos, got some nachos. We said one, yeah, a whole Mexican feast of different things, but the main thing is fish tacos. Okay. So in other words, what you're telling me is that when you go to McDonald's, you order fillet fish. 
no i don't actually like mcdonald's unless i'm drunk otherwise or if i'm in a different country then i'll allow myself to try it but otherwise i'm not a mcdonald's fan and i hate fish and fillet it tastes disgusting so does mcdonald's really slap in other countries it slaps in other countries they have so many things right that England is just behind on. So I used to live in Vietnam and the McSpicy was my favorite burger that I would eat all the time. We only just got that like, what, a couple months, a year ago. Like England is so behind and the combinations of things that other countries have is just really cool. Like what's going on? Does McDonald's not care about the UK restricting us? What, what is going on? Yeah, it's not, doesn't bang the same. It's not the same. So tell me, what food can you live without? What food must we, as human beings, stay away from? I like most things. I can't think of anything that I don't, I don't know. Again, I think, yeah, it depends on the way you cook it. Because I would say I don't really like Brussels sprouts, but I had them one time and they slapped. Same with like aubergine, the way you cook it. So it's like, there's nothing in my head right now that's currently standing out that I'm like, abolish that. It's not easy. No, I can't give you anything, I'm afraid. Okay, you cheated, but I'll let it slap. I'll let it slide. So tell me, what's your definition of good food? Good food has to be seasoned well, has to have good flavours and spices. I think there needs to be elements. When I think food is really good, it's put together with different flavours that I wouldn't put together or I haven't seen before that really work really well. It needs to be hot, like it needs to come out hot. Yeah, I think it's mainly the flavours and the combination of Got you. And lastly, describe where tea next in three words. Three words, okay. I would say dynamic, fun, and unique because there's no other where tea next. So unique, sort of. Dynamic, fun, unique. I like that. All right, okay. We're marinating now. We're marinating. <laughs> love that. Love that. Let's talk travel. You were saying that you used to live in Vienna. Yeah. So tell me more about that. How did that come about? After university, I studied geography and I wanted to be a geography teacher. And so I had told, I was like, let me sign up for this scholarship. And I was like, if I get the scholarship, I'll be a geography teacher. And if I don't get the scholarship, I'll move to Vietnam. So I've always wanted to live in Asia. Like something in me was like, I just need to live in Asia. That's my second home. So I didn't get the scholarship. So I was like, cool, I'm moving to Vietnam. So six months later, I moved and I, I still taught. I, but I taught English in Vietnam for just over a year. And then so I lived there, loved it, honestly, my second home. And then I had to come back because of COVID. I was in Japan, so I went to go meet my brother for a holiday. And the day I was flying back to Vietnam, they closed the borders really early on before like England did. And so I couldn't, they wouldn't let me on the plane. Like I had a residency card, I'd lived there for a bit of time, but the airman person in the airport was like, no, you can't get on the plane, they're only for Vietnamese nationals. And my brother had gone home from a different airport and so I sat in the airport and cried. My friend's a lawyer and she was like, do this, do this, tell them you can get on the plane. And this guy was like, if you can get a COVID test, I'll let you on the plane. This is the start of COVID. Like I was in Japan. You were saying, sorry, you were saying your brother got on at a different... Yeah, we went home from different airports because he was flying back to England and I was flying back to Vietnam. So it was two different airports. So we went together. So he didn't know what was happening. But the night before we did know it could be a possibility in the airport crying like what am I gonna do I'm stuck here like my life is in Vietnam my 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 home like my job and stuff and I went to the Vietnamese embassy the next day and they were like no it's fine you have your residency card you can get on the plane they weren't helping me I went to the British embassy you couldn't even get past the gates so I went I just booked a hotel and I stayed there until my brother finally got home and I told him what happened 
and he's like, hey, I'll try and find you a flight. And at this point, he booked me a flight. The flight got cancelled. Every flight was getting cancelled. And I was like, I'm going to be stuck in Japan forever. And it's so expensive. And then he finally booked me a flight. And we didn't tell my mom because she had said, don't go to Japan. And she's like, where are you? You're back in Vietnam. And I'm like ignoring her messages. And then we surprised her. He came to pick me up from the airport. We surprised her. She's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, you were right. I got stuck in Japan. And I've been stuck here ever since. So yeah, that was my short story of living in Vietnam. And how long were you there for? Just over a year. Wow. My hat goes off to people that are prepared to up and out into another country. Just like that. I think it's such an amazing experience. I'm always like, everyone should do it. I did want to move back, but like I've had my job here now and stuff. But next year I plan to quit my job and go travel again. But it's just like, that's, if I could leave this, the only thing in England is my family live here and I'm very close to them. But other than that, the world is your oyster. I would be gone. Does traveling away, does it give you like a new perspective? How do you view things now compared to before you'd lived in Vietnam? Do you kind of see things differently? I wouldn't say, yeah, I do actually. That's a lie. I do. Even like the type of friendships I have, the relationships myself. I think I'm a lot more open to things because then I lived in a new country. The type of friends that I have are very different. I'm more open to meeting people that don't look like me or like the same things as me. And I now I think I love meeting new people more because everyone's story is different. You can hear things from different people. And just seeing the world. Like when I come back to England, I'm like other countries do things so much better or they, they care more about their people and stuff. And sometimes I come back and I'm like, I'm sad to live here because I just think living abroad, definitely in my, my, the way I viewed the world is just so different now. I think that's why I like to travel. I think you experience things I wouldn't experience in my, in my same hometown and people and food places. Because I was looking at your Insta, right? And I was thinking some of the places you've been to in the world have been dope. <laughs> I was saying, you know, someone's been around the world when you see they posted a pic of themselves in a hot air balloon. <laughs> That's when you know you've been international. Like, tell me more about that experience. Like, how was it being up in the air like that? And what uh, made you it was, in, it was in Laos, and it was probably one of the most amazing experiences. Laos, in general, was an amazing country. Very underrated. Highly recommend it. But one of, like, it's one of the cheapest places to ride a hot air balloon. So me and my friend were like, yeah, we have to do it. And just, like, I've never been in anything like it before. It's actually insane how this small balloon can take you up into the the air and stuff but the view was insane we went for sunrise just as beautiful to sit in the sky or stand in the sky and watch the sun come up and be like wow i'm really in a hot air balloon it's really amazing you're saying that kind of because it's amazing and kind of being up in the air what's would you put that up there as one of your most memorable experiences probably would yeah i'm such a category person so like in terms of coolest that would be one of the coolest but um yeah, I guess so. What's your most memorable experience? See, then I would say the whole of just living in Vietnam. That was just life-changing for me. So that would be my most memorable Yeah, got you. I guess now that you've been to these places, you've been to Vietnam, you've lived here in London, what would you say, what place would you say has the tastiest food? Okay, the tastiest food. I would say London is up there for the tastiest food because of the range of food that you can get and like the quality if you're paying money. Why I would say London. London has some, some good food. Let's talk about that a bit more now, because good takes different definitions, right? For different, okay. You tell me, what does good look like to you? Like, tell me more about the cuisines that you're into. What would you categorize as good? Because you've been to, I've seen your, you've been to a few restaurants now. 
say Sri Lanka, Chinese. What is your good? It goes back to, I guess, the, the flavors thing that I was saying, different combinations of things that I've tried or I haven't had before. I say it goes to that, but also I think just that I like trying different cuisines. So I eat mainly anything or happily try any new cuisine. I don't really like Korean. That's the only thing I've had that I'm like, it's not really for me. It's even Korean barbecue. But yeah, I'd say, and the things, the menu as well. If I'm seeing different things, if I go to an Indian place and it has different things that other Indian places have had, I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. I'll try that. So the range and the menu, the flavors, the things, those two I'd say make it good. Make it good. Nice. Um, I was speaking to someone on a previous episode, I was speaking to another guest that I had. And we were talking about how in, for example, North London, you have spots that are renowned like Mediterranean, Lebanese. But in South London, you have more African restaurants and Jamaican restaurants, Caribbean. Have you noticed any differences depending on what part of London you go? In terms of the type of food that's there? Food and taste. Yeah, I like in terms of if you're going to go for Turkish or like you said, Lebanese, I would definitely go to North if you want something good. Caribbean, so I live closer to East. There's no good Caribbean in East, I feel like. I'd say you have to go to South. And then, I don't know, West is like a combination of everything. That's where like you can find any type of cuisine. And East, I don't really feel like East has like a specific cuisine either, but I feel like you can get a lot of like, cheaper eats or a lot of stalls and like food stall stuff and things but i think those two like you said the north and the south have the most distinctive types of food got you see where to next i need your advice now because i've seen you've been exploring right you've been exploring some nice spots and i need your advice on out of the most recent spots you've been to i'm looking for somewhere tasty right and i'm looking for somewhere different but my main focus is it just needs to taste good it needs to slap What's the best restaurant you've been to recently? I went to Wacha. I think that's how you say it. It's a Chinese, it's a dim sum place. And I really loved the food there. It was really, really good. Slightly expensive, but the menu was like very large. The dim sum was very, very good. So was the Chinese as well. I would say, yeah, Wacha. Hopefully I'm saying it correct. You know how it gets in London, right? Half the restaurants, we don't have to say it, but it tastes good though. It tastes good. Tell me about the beginnings of where tea next. Like, where did that come about? As far as like your documentation of the places you've been going, like how, what encouraged you, or inspired you to document it and share it? I used to have a travel page because that's also my love, and I stopped like using it. I got really lazy. I'm not very good at being consistent at things, and. One time I was talking about my job to my sister. So I was in the car with my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece. And I was telling them about my job and how I wanted to change it and stuff. And my sister said to me, if you could have any job in the world, what would you have? And my niece said, I know what she'd pick. And I was like, oh, what would it be? And she said, you'd be a food and travel blogger. And I laughed because I was like, yeah, I probably would pick that. And they were like, I don't know why you just don't make another page and like use it. Like you, you got to eat all the time anyway. You take pictures, you may as well. And I was like, oh, no, like I can't be bothered. And I went home and I kept thinking about it. And I was like, maybe I should just make a page. Like, so I made a page, but I didn't have a name yet. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to use it. I'll just make this page. And I was like, no, let me like try and commit to something. Like, I know I'll enjoy this, but I couldn't think of a name. So I had different names I had said, and I put it in my family group chat. And one of them was where to next. 
And I didn't really like that, but that's the option that they picked. And I was like, it's not really ringing for me. And my sister was like, oh, you should change it to wear tea next because you're tea. And I was like, okay, like no one else has that name. Like, oh, I'll go with that. So that's how it came about, I guess. I love it when um, there's something that you know there's, it just needs something. It needs a bit of, a bit more of an ingredient. <laughs> someone comes with the someone comes with the ingredients that you need. Yeah. What were the other options? What was the other potential names that didn't make the cut? But it was obviously wear two next. I can't remember the others at all, other than wear two next because it changed to wear two next. I can't remember, but obviously that was the one that was meant to be because the others I can't even remember. You've done Poland. Mm-hmm. You're looking for deals for January. What else is in line for you for the rest of this year and into next year? What's the other pending places to do or go? To eat, like I have a, I have a really long list of places that I want to go to. So it just depends on what vibe I'm feeling for. Um, but I really want to go to, I don't think I'm not saying it correctly, Berenajak. It's like a Persian place. It looks really good there. Um, and I really want to go to oh, this place called the Tamil Prince. I really love Indian food. And it's like a pub, but it serves Indian food. So that's those are high on my list and then with countries so i want to do 50 countries before i'm 30 I'm 26 right now and poland was my 30th country and i took a break from traveling i hadn't traveled for two and a half years since i came back from japan until this july because i was like covid and then just saving for my trip next year but now i'm like no i want to go away like so i have quite a few places that i want to go to i don't know if the money will where it's going to come from but I really want to go to South Africa to see my friend um, and I want to do like a trip around Italy because I've never been and then a few other places. I'm not, I'm not sure. I kind of just see where the wind takes me. And then January, we're meant to go to Latvia. So hopefully that as well. So I take it because you've counted, right? 30. Mm-hmm. And you said 50 by the time yeah. you're 30, yeah? Yeah. So I take it that you keep a list of the places you've gone to. Yeah, yeah, I keep a list. Okay. Do you think you remember them offhand? Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I feel like I could like remember a lot of them. Maybe. Okay. So outside of Vietnam, then what's mm-hmm. what's your favorite? Yeah, we'll say top three. What's your top three destinations you've been to, apart from Vietnam? Because that's your most memorable that you've been yeah. to. Um. Okay. My top three would be Jamaica which maybe is a bit biased because I'm half Jamaican, but just like, I think of holidays, it's also the people that you go with the experience. So Jamaica, I think amazing. And then Japan, like just a whole different world in Japan, the food, the people, the culture, and Laos, just because I think it's Southeast Asia's underrated gem. So beautiful. It's not as built up as the other countries surrounding it. So it's still like, I feel like traditional and just beautiful stunning. Those three. Do you think destinations that have a popular rep, do you think they tend to be overhyped? Yeah, I do. Like Paris is overhyped, like the Eiffel Tower is high, but it's a bit dirty there. Um, I've been to Bali twice and now I'm like, oh, you know, it's beautiful, but again, it's so overhyped. There's so many other places that are just as nice. So yeah, I get that they're overhyped for a reason, but I think when too many people go there or like you just go there and you want to take pictures or picture spots, they're all right. They're beautiful, but I think, yeah, a lot of them are overhyped. Got you. Let's talk family. You were saying, you know, it sounds like a family, a big part of your life, right? You were saying you even 
traveling and your brother was helping you out with Vietnam issues and your sister was giving you advice on your name, right? For your socials. Do you think your family have played a part in your willingness to explore outside of the UK? My siblings in particular, I think my mum and my dad play a big part in my love of food and my siblings play a big part in like me wanting to see the world because they always push me. So you're right in terms of family are my everything. Like if I do anything in life, I have to consult my family or I spend a lot of time with them because they're my favorite people in the world. But my brother and sister, my brother loves to travel too and he loves to eat. So most of the places that I eat out with, they're with them because I think we enjoy I enjoy eating or traveling with the people that I love the most because to me it's not just the experience of eating the food it's the people that are around the table with me I like I love eating family style you know share the plates and stuff we have a bit of everything so definitely my family has involved the places I want to see or pushing me um to go places and experience them while I'm young you're saying your siblings have played a part in the places you go and your parents played a part in your love for food so tell me more about that. Tell me more about your parents and your love for food through that. So my dad, my mom used to be like a catering chef when she was younger. And so when I say I don't cook, it's because my parents, they show their love for cooking. Like they love it. My dad's favorite thing in the world is food. If he could have his own like Caribbean food truck, he would. And so growing up, my parents would always cook for me. To this day, my mom cooks like lunch, dinner. But it's because she secretly enjoys it, I'd say as well. But just always, I remember when I since being younger, my parents would be in the kitchen, like playing music, cooking. Sunday, every Sunday we have family Sundays and have Sunday dinner. And my mom, she never used to buy us takeaways that she'd cook them. So like each week we'd have like a Chinese or an Indian or Caribbean or something random. So I think growing up, I think always like to cook it. So I've always enjoyed eating. Nice. And I know we have a few more minutes left. So why don't you tell us where can we find you online? What's your socials? What's your go-to? Go-to is Instagram. I'm starting to use TikTok more, but yeah, Instagram, TikTok as where to next. The same at name, but mainly on those two. Nice. And without further ado, I've been your host, Daryl. I've been joined by the lovely where to next, and I'll see you on the next episode.